do the Indianapolis Colts have enough firepower to keep up with this vaunted Baltimore Ravens team? Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Colts. I'm Kevin Ostreicher of Locked On Ravens. He is Zach Hicks of Locked On Colts. We're coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Colts your first listen each and every day. We're free and available all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube. Today's episode of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Colts is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Zach, I'm actually pretty excited for this game. The Ravens come into this one at 2-0 and they're looking to make it 3-0, but the Colts, I think, have looked a lot better than some people might have anticipated they did over the first couple of weeks. Now, I think... Overall, a couple of big stories for both sides. We're going to have to get to the injury reports because that might be the biggest for both. I know for the Ravens it is, but I want to give you the floor and, and because I know injuries for both sides is a real thing, and I know the Colts are dealing with some stuff too, especially with their quarterback. Yeah, you know, obviously this whole season for the Indianapolis Colts has been about starting fresh, you know, starting fresh, getting off of the veteran quarterback train and building around the young, athletic Anthony Richardson But unfortunately, it's taking a little bit of a road bump here where he got injured at the end of the first quarter against the Houston Texans last week. Now, the Colts were able to still get that victory with their backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew. uh, But the health of Anthony Richardson is obviously the biggest story for the Indianapolis Colts. Will he play this week? Will he be cleared in time to play this week? And then if he does get cleared in time, do the Colts still just sit him out just because, you know, it's early in the season. He just had a concussion. He might not have a full week of practice. And it's one thing if you're going against the Houston Texans. I, I say this with all the respect in the world to the Houston Texans, but it's one thing if you're not practicing all week and then you're playing a team like the Texans. And it's another thing if you're not practicing all week and then you're playing a team like the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best overall teams in the entire league. It's a very, very different conversation there. So I do think the Colts will ultimately play it safe, but that's an injury that we have to keep uh, tabs on, obviously, going into this game. It makes the game not as fun if he's not playing in this one, for sure. Uh, but also up front, you know, Ryan Kelly's dealing with concussion right now. Quentin Nelson played last week with a toe injury, but he also missed uh, today's practice that they were recording this uh, on Wednesday. He missed practice with that toe injury again. Uh, likelihood he's going to play, but, you know, if the Colts are down their starting quarterback, their superstar left guard, and their starting center against a really good Ravens defense. You know, that has to be a huge storyline for this Colts team. Yeah, and for Baltimore, I wanted to see them go up against Anthony Richardson. I, I think he has a super high ceiling. Again, he's looked a lot better through two games than I thought he would. I thought it would be more of a ramp-up process for him, but he just kind of dove right in there and is making an impact, and I think he's looked great. So if it is Gardner Minshew, which, I mean, it is, I guess, at the time of this recording, Zach, looking like right now, we're kind of getting robbed a little bit of an early season duel between Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson. And no, you know, no one's questioning whether Lamar is better than Anthony Richardson right now. I think the answer no. is yes, but I still think that two dynamic talents, both guys that can make stuff happen, both with their arms and with their legs. So I, I would have been really excited for that. But Minshew's a dog. I mean, he can go out there and then still, <laughs> still move the football. I mean, do you think that Minshew, you know, you're losing what Anthony Richardson brings you? Minshew's coming in. What does he give you that maybe Richardson doesn't? 
You know, the, the biggest thing we've talked about all week on Locked On Colts is Gardner Minshew gives you whatever your offense is going to give you. So if the offensive line is blocking well, the pass catchers are hauling in everything he's throwing and they're making they're creating yards after the catch, Gardner Minshew is going to give you a good day. But if your offensive line can't block, your receivers are dropping passes, there's nothing else Gardner Minshew can do. That's it. That's the game right there. You're not going to have an effective offense. You know, having an Anthony Richardson or having a Lamar Jackson type where they have that mobile element, they have that playmaking element, even if the players around them are not playing up to par, they can still create offense. Gardner Minshew is not a creator, but he is a distributor. He's he's a point guard. You know, he's going to get the ball out of his hand quickly. It's going to be the lowest A dot in the league. It's going to be super low depth of target. That ball's going to get out of his hands, and you're going to see either the offense move because he's getting that ball out or the guys around him faltering. So, you know, for Gardner Minshew, it really is, you know, he's going to show you how good your skill position players are. He's going to show you how good your offensive line is because he can only do so much, you know, back there. So it's slightly different from Richardson, but Richardson, you're going to have a little bit higher highs and lower lows. But uh, with Minshew, you're going to have that very low, that kind of mid- middle of the road median right there of the offense he's going to be able to run. Yeah, and speaking of the offensive line, that was a huge thing for Baltimore last week, Zach. The Ravens in week one lost so many of their stars already. It's been a couple of really bad injury years for the Ravens. 2023 did not start off very well either. J.K. Dobbins tears the Achilles. He's done for the season. You also have Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum, Marcus Williams all going down. Yeah. Now, Marcus Williams isn't going to play in this one, probably. There, there's like a 99% chance he's not out there. But for guys like Linderbaum and Stanley, I guess there's a chance. Now, none of those guys practiced. We got the injury report out for Wednesday. And for the Ravens, a key one to watch is Odo Beckham Jr., who tweaked his mm-hmm. ankle in the Bengals game. He wasn't able to, it was pretty early in the game, he wasn't able to finish it up, and we'll have to monitor his status throughout the rest of the week. But offensive line-wise, Linderbaum and Stanley are out. If they continue to be out this week against the Colts, two guys stepped up. Sam Mustafer, who was a Chicago Bears cast-off, was starting for them for a while. And Patrick McCary, who's like the Ravens' super sub guy, plays all five positions at a decently high level. You know, you mentioned that, like, the, the steadiness of a Gardner Minshew, like not too high, not too low. But I think McCary is best suited at tackle, played tackle in college. The argument against him, though, coming out was the short arms. And I know yeah. some people are short arm believers. Other people will not touch short arm tackles. <laughs> but McCarry's played really well. And against Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, and that Bengals defensive line, Lamar Jackson, according to Next Gen Stats, had his lowest pressure rate of his entire career with essentially the Ravens' first and second best offensive linemen out of the game. So the Colts, there are no slouches. They have their fair share of defensive guys up there that can make some noise. I'm sure we'll get into that in the second segment. But in terms of injuries, it'll be interesting to monitor. Again, Stanley didn't practice. Marlon Humphrey didn't practice. He's been out since the offseason with a foot thing. Maybe he comes back this week, If although if he doesn't, I think Thursday, if you got to monitor, if he doesn't practice, then maybe not. Adafi Owe also tweaked his ankle in the Bengals game. He might not be out there, and that would have other guys like – Almost uh, almost a couple of other guys needing to step up in a big way, like uh, David Ajabo. So if OA isn't able to be out there, Ajabo, Tavius Robinson, Jadavian Clowney, who actually played really well for them, he didn't practice with an illness, but I'd, I'd assume that he'd be okay to go by, by Sunday. Justice Hill with a foot injury, he did not practice. Apparently he's in jeopardy of missing this game, but we'll see how that works out. Devin Duvernay with a shoulder injury. So if you can't tell, Zach, we are already going through a laundry <laughs> list. A laundry list of guys who are either out yeah. or, or limited practicing right now. Yeah, it's the CBS receipt of uh, injury reports. That's what you guys always have there in Baltimore. The most cursed franchise when it comes to injuries. And it's hilarious, though, because you guys are such a well-run organization that you're able to get guys like Paul McCary out there who's 
phenomenal, you know, offensive lineman who can get out there and, and play left tackle and hold his own against a really good pass rusher in Trey Hendrickson. Uh, it's it's always funny watching the Ravens get their way into the playoffs every single year, despite having this laundry list of injuries. It's kind of like the beginning of what the Princess Bride, or whatever, when they're fighting with their left hand, the the beginning of the movie, or whatever, and they switch to the right hand, and it's so much better. Like, when will the Ravens able to be able to actually switch to their right hand with their fencing? That's that's the real thing there. Uh, but luckily, when you have an MVP caliber quarterback in Lamar Jackson. It uh, it certainly shows out there, but yeah, you know the Baltimore Ravens—they're they're susceptible to be beat early in the season with all these injuries because of all those injuries. You know, the Colts are coming into this game with their defensive line uh, in the first two weeks have eight sacks, fifteen quarterback hits, have really been getting after the quarterback. Uh, DeForest Buckner obviously leading the way, Quiddy Pay, Samson Ebukam, a really really good pass rushing group. So they have to do more than what the Bengals did last week for sure. Uh, but, you know, obviously when you're looking at those O-line injuries, you have to be salivating a little bit here on the cold side, uh, side of things. Yeah, you know, my theory, Zach, is that uh, the Ravens are still paying the price for that 2019 season when I think they maybe lost one starter the entire season. And that you, like, never hear about that. Like, health is a big thing, like, when talking about just sports, winning championships. Health mm-hmm. is a factor. But the Ravens that season, I don't, I'd never seen anything like that. The Ravens have had a couple of those cursed, like 2015 was really bad for them when Flacco tore his ACL because of one of his own offensive linemen got blocked into him. And those are, you know, it's like the injury marred season or John Harbaugh's losing season. So hopefully this is not another one of those. The Ravens 2 0 right now, hoping to make it 3 0. The Colts obviously looking to play, I guess, a little bit of spoiler, especially if Anthony Richardson does not play. And coming up in the second part of the show, we'll dive into key matchups who Zach and I are looking at for matchups both positionally and individually for both these teams in that week three game so be sure to stay tuned still a lot to get to here on this episode of both locked on ravens and locked on colts crossover thursday edition but first this episode of both locked on ravens and locked on colts is brought to you by prize picks and if you're looking for daily fantasy sports prize picks is the way to go prize picks is the most fun so many people have happening up to 25 times your money this football season, all you have to do is like two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Prize picks, super simple to play too. You can make your picks, submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. So maybe this week on prize picks, if Gardner Minshew plays, you want to select more than his total yards, you can go over there and do that for Lamar, maybe more touchdowns. For a guy like Zay Flowers, or if he's played really well for the Ravens, maybe you want to go more on his touchdowns too. Prize picks offers leading promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Which is Tuesday price picks discounts, select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And price picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to hundred dollars. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. Use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to hundred dollars. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. And this episode of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Colts is brought to you by Jace Medical. And for Jace Medical, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you, you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have that medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They have everything from the online evaluation, the licensed pharmacy medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. 
there as well. All you have to do is you go online, fill out a form, then you get a prescription life-saving medication right to your door. The Jace case gives you that peace of mind that I think so many deserve when it comes to medications. And so that you're not just hoping that those medications are there. Again, they have it for you in hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKDOWN at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com promo code LOCKDOWN. We're back here. It's our second segment of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Colts. Kevin Allshark is still here with Zach Hicks, breaking down the Ravens and Colts week three matchup. And Zach, I know for the biggest matchups of this game, we can go individually. We can go maybe just team by team and talk about positional groups. If you had to name one or two that you're most intrigued by, where would you go? Yeah, you know, for the Indianapolis Colts, it's really just the trench play. Uh, but we've seen really good trench play from the Colts to start this season. I mean, last week in particular in their blowout victory over the Houston Texans, they allowed zero sacks on the offense side of the ball. and the defense side of the ball, they came away with six sacks in that game. Now, again, you guys know what it's like playing against the Houston Texans. You know, you can get those numbers up and down a little bit playing against their team this year. Uh, but it's still an impressive feat for a team that's coming off a four-win season last year, especially when, you know, again, they had their backup quarterback playing majority of the game. Their offensive line still stayed strong on that side of the ball. Uh, so it's just continuing that type of play against a better opponent in the Baltimore Ravens. I'm looking at, you know, this Colts offensive line continually the strong play with Will Fries at right guard, Bernard Ryman at left tackle, combined to have allowed zero sacks so far to start the season despite being two younger players that we were kind of concerned about coming into the year. Both been playing at a really high level, and now they're getting a really big test against the Baltimore Ravens. And then on the defense side of the ball, like you said, they had backups in there. The Ravens had backups in there last week, but they still played really good football, and they had the lowest pressure percentage against Lamar Jackson uh, in his entire career, I believe is what you said there. The Colts just need to be a team that actually can take advantage of that. You know, the, the Cincinnati Bengals weren't able to do that with their really good pass rush. I want to see the Colts actually take advantage of that this week uh, and make this at least a competitive game. You know, even if Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback, if you can win the trench play up front, you can you can take a team like the Baltimore Ravens to the wire and make this a competitive game, even without your starting quarterback. Yeah, and speaking of the offensive line, I'm, I'm going to flip and say for the Ravens offensive line, as I kind of mentioned in that first segment, continuing to, one, protect Lamar Jackson, but also get after it in the run game. I think the Ravens mm -hmm. are playing a lot more physically this year, Zach, both on offense and on defense. We saw... Morgan Moses, who's played really well in these first two weeks as Baltimore's right tackle. He's someone that I think he's, he's on that. I call it the Mark Ingram deal three for yeah. 15, 5 million per season, but he's played far beyond that so far. I mentioned McCary mentioned also Sam Mustafer coming in. I don't think Stanley or Linderbaum's going to play, but as you well know, Zach, the Colts right now, have the number one rushing defense in the NFL, oh, yeah. 2.6 yards per carry given up. And the way that I do it, I don't know if you do it the same, but I don't go based off of total yards. I do it based off of yards per carry or yards per attempt, because obviously if you run the ball 400 times compared to a team that runs it a hundred times, they're going to have more yards, which puts you up in the rankings, but it's a matter of what you do with those carries. So 2.6 yards per carry for the Colts. And I will never miss an opportunity to talk about Grover Stewart. We were talking about it off air a little bit. Grover Stewart is one of my favorite. I think I think he is actually my favorite non-Raven underrated player in the entire league. I know he popped up on the injury report, but I assume he was. I think he was limited, right? So he's going to be able to be good to go in this one. 
Yeah, he'll be good to go. But yeah, this this Colts run defense every year just gets after it. But Grover Stewart, he's the heart and soul of that run defense. Like you said, what last week against the I think last week against the Texans it was two point yards per carry in that game. They really only allowed one chunk run that was to to uh, Etienne at the very end of that Jaguars game to start the season. Uh, but the Colts, another stat to throw in there, they also lead the NFL in tackles for a loss right now with seventeen through two weeks. So. The Baltimore Ravens, they have to come out and play this physical football. They have the, the first two weeks of the season because the Colts, at least their front seven, is going to get after it in this game. They always get after it. They're going to be ca- crashing downhill. Uh, now, I know Lamar Jackson's throwing the ball a lot more down the field this year, but they're going to make him pay if he does have a couple of QB runs in this one as well. So I love the shout-out for Grover Stewart. We love Grover Stewart here over at Locked On Colts for sure. Uh, but, yeah, this Colts run defense and their front seven especially is just playing some really, really strong football, and that – Again, like you said, this is a type of team that can play some spoiler because that front seven is playing so well right now. Yeah, and I think it's really important for the Ravens to – oh, I say it both ways. I think for the Ravens and for you know the Colts, if you're listening here as a Colts fan, it's important to be able to make your offense multidimensional, where if a mm-hmm. defense shuts down one of those aspects of your offense, obviously you can still go out there and win the game. It's not like it's, it's a death sentence, but – you still have an opportunity if you're a defense, if you can take away the run or take away the pass, it's not like they're never going to run the ball again, but you can focus more on the thing that's beating you because if the team keeps going to the well and going to the well, and let's say a run game that's averaging two yards per carry, obviously it's not going to get you many first downs. (laughs) So for Baltimore, JK's out for the season. Justice Hill might not play. The Ravens actually signed Kenyon Drake to their practice squad, Zach, who we're both familiar with. He was with the Ravens last year, spent some time with the Colts this offseason. That wasn't very long, was it? No, it was just for like the month of August, but I I love his explosiveness. I love what he can do downhill. And I loved a lot of his film last year with the Baltimore Ravens. I thought he did a lot of good things for you guys. And he's a really good fit with that type of quarterback with the mobile quarterback that draws defenders in. He's a really good fit with that for sure. Yeah. So he he ended up putting up over 500 yards for the Ravens last year, obviously when JK Dobbins was in and out of the lineup, Gus Edwards was still coming back. So he was one of the mainstays in that group, and the Ravens liked him enough to bring him back here. But with potentially no Dobbins and no Hill, it's imp- going to be important for the offensive line to open up holes in the run game. And Ed- Edwards is Mr. Consistent, has averaged over five yards a carry for his entire career. Each season has been on the field. It's been over five. It's not like it's on 20 carries, it's like, you know, 100 plus carries a right. season, five yards per carry, which has been really good for them. But I think also, Zach, one of the most important things about this game for the Ravens is continuing to hone in on their offensive system. It's a new system under Todd Munkin, Greg Roman out, Todd Munkin in. And the past game just looks a lot better. Timing has been better. Lamar looks like he's settling in. We'll see if Odell plays, but Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar, Devin DuVernay, they now have weapons. It's been maybe never since the Ravens have had a room like this. So many people have been clamoring for Lamar to have the weapons. And I know against the Colts secondary right now, Zach, they, they traded away. Stephon Gilmore in the offseason and they're you know towards the bottom of the league in terms of net yards per attempt pass wise with the 25th giving up 6.6 net yards per attempt if you can capitalize early and make the Colts respect the passing game more than they already are going to to probably start it I think it can open up the run game and everything just kind of falls into place yeah, you know, again, I, I, I've been praising the Colts front seven. I think their linebackers are playing phenomenal football. Their defensive line is playing great football. But where this team is exploitable for all you Ravens fans listening is the secondary right now. The secondary has not played particularly well the first two weeks, and the Ravens can really attack them on the perimeter and down the field at the moment. Now, the Colts have kind of limited the big plays deep down the field. It's mostly been on the digs and the outbreaking routes, but 
if you can still get them with those deep paper cuts of 10 yard gains in the passing game, 10 to 15 to 20 yard gains over the middle, that's an effective passing game right there. So if Lamar Jackson plays the way he has these first two weeks, especially the way he played last week, he should be able to torch this Colts secondary as long as he has time to throw it with this Colts front seven coming after him. Yeah, and for, for Baltimore, I guess if there's an area of concern, you could say the corner depth secondary without Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Williams, but I got to give a lot of credit to guys like Geno Stone and Rocky Yassin, who I know you are familiar with over there, Zach, and also uh, Ronald Darby, guys who have stepped up, Brandon Stevens in big moments. The depth has stepped up for the Ravens. Also a pass rush with no OA in Tyus Bowers is on the NFI list. They have, it's been inconsistent pass rush wise. We've seen a lot of clean pockets for quarterbacks and also some disruptive things, but Ravens are also a team that misses sacks. Like they get into the opposing backfield and they just can't wrap up. They can't finish. And it's gotten, I guess, a bit better this season, but it's been years and years and years. I've been saying it every single season. So hopefully for the Ravens, they're going to be able to figure that out a little bit this week, whether it's Richardson, whether it's Gardner Minshew for the Colts. But coming up in the final part of the show, we'll be wrapping up our crossover Thursday, talking final score predictions and what each team needs to do to win. So be sure to stay tuned. So lots to get to here on both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Colts. And my friends, bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs make you look really good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give your leg a truly sculpted look. I mean, look at me, guys. Bird Dogs accentuates this figure that I have right here, this figure that you can see a quarter of on YouTube. Bird Dog shorts are the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they just fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff and restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer look without having to sacrifice movement i've been using my bird dogs for so many things out mowing the grass out fishing just lounging around the house just wearing it to work even i've been just wearing my bird dogs everywhere so guys definitely check out bird dogs they are fantastic bird dogs are functional for any occasion again golfing date evening out evening out or whatever, pool, workout, lounging, work, whatever you need it to do. So go to birddogs.com, that's locked on Colts, or enter promo code locked on Colts at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com, that's locked on Colts for free bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. We're back rounding out Locked on Ravens and Locked on Colts crossover Thursday style. Kevin Ostrecker, Locked on Ravens, still with here, Zach Hicks of Locked on Colts. And Zach, this is a game that I think, again, could be a blowout, but I think I think it has the potential to be a good game, especially because the Colts' defense, you mentioned the secondary might be a little weak, but <laughs> front seven's really good. And plus, I mean, Michael Pittman Jr.'s had a strong start to the season. Zach Moss has taken the league by storm. Bill's cast-off coming into Indianapolis, obviously, with Jonathan Taylor not being available for this game for the Colts. He's going to have to continue to shoulder a lot of that load for the rushing offense. but. What do you think has to go right? We'll, we'll, I'll ask you, then I'll, I'll give my theory for the Ravens. What do you think has to go right for the Colts in order for them to win this game? Well, if we're going to operate under the assumption that Anthony Richardson's not playing in this game, you need Shane Steichen to come out the way that he has been the last couple of weeks, just calling a fantastic game on the offense side of the ball. And then a defense just has to be feisty. Don't be afraid to win ugly. Make this a really ugly game here. Make the Ravens have to run the ball on you. On offense, control the line of scrimmage and just dink and dunk and get those four yards at a time. It doesn't have to be these gigantic, you know, stretch down the field plays or anything. Because if you have Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback, you're probably not going to get those stretch plays down the field. You know, don't be afraid to win ugly. That's how you win upset games. Win the turnover battle. 
and just play some really physical trench warfare football. I know a lot of Locked On Colts fans are all big fan of the air it out, you know, new style of offense. But if you're having a backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew against a much better team in the Baltimore Ravens, you gotta be you gotta be winning ugly. You gotta be winning ugly. You gotta come out and punch the Ravens in the mouth and let them know this underdog is a feisty team. I don't know if it'll happen, but I think the Colts do have the capability to play that type of game this week. Yeah, and for me, I think starting fast for the Ravens, getting out to an early 10-0 lead, 13-0 lead. And I think for the Colts, I don't, I'm not confident in Gardner Minshew being able to come from behind and, and keep up with the Ravens offense. But if the in a nasty type of game and they kind of keep it close. You, you don't want to have that happen if you're the Ravens to keep them within striking distance. I think the Ravens have more firepower on offense. They have to use that firepower, take some deep shots down the field, get the running game going. And then on defense, just whether it's Richardson or Minshew, just make them uncomfortable. Send blitzes. Mike McDonald's had a really strong start to his season through two weeks. And as we call him over here in Baltimore, Zach, the Joe Burrow kryptonite and the, the oh, Cincinnati yeah. Bengals kryptonite. But I mean, this is, it's a different game. I know a lot of people are picking the Ravens in this one. We'll get to those predictions for us in a couple of minutes. But I think that, again, you can't take any opponent lightly while it might be on paper. You know, when you talk about the paper matchups, one of the Ravens' easier matchups, I don't think the Ravens, and they shouldn't be approaching it this way. I don't think they are because Colts are an NFL team. They have good players. And, again, to me, they've looked better than I thought they would through two weeks. So defensively, just kind of making sure that you don't get either Richardson or Minshew in a rhythm and take away some of their top rushing options. Like Zach Moss, take him out of the game and force the Colts to adjust. You know, if the, if the Ravens can force the Colts to adjust in ways they don't want to, I think the Ravens have done a much better job this year of adjusting at halftime, especially offensively where in the Texans game in week one, it was a, you know, seven to six halftime lead for the Ravens against the Texans. Everyone's freaking out. They're like, this is the Texans. And they're only up by one point. But Todd Munkin adjusts. The tempo has been better. If the Ravens can have a methodical, for example, the Ravens had, I think, a 13-play or 12-play 75-yard drive to start the Bengals game last week for a touchdown. Setting a tone early for me is super important. So that's why I am with that. But, Zach, let's get into the predictions. Let's talk final score how do you see this one going for the Colts and the Ravens? Who do you think comes out on top? Yeah, I think it'll be a competitive game. Again, I think the Colts are going to be able to trade some blows in this one. And there's going to be a lot of ugly moments where, again, the Colts are just this physical team that's playing well in the trenches right now. I do think they're going to kind of play a little bit of spoiler in this game. Now, I don't think they're going to get the victory because ultimately I do think Gardner Minshew is going to start. And I just don't know if he has the firepower to go toe to toe with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is playing like a top three quarterback in football right now, arguably the best quarterback in football. Obviously, two is playing out of his mind right now. But, you know, Lamar Jackson's right up there. Lamar Jackson's playing some great football. And I just don't know if Gardner Minshew can go toe to toe with that right now. But I'm going to go 27 23 Ravens. I think, again, the Ravens are a really good team, one of the best teams in the entire league right now. But this Colts team is feisty. They have this new coach that's calling some fantastic plays on offense. And Gardner Minshew knows how to run that system. So they will be able to move the ball a little bit. I do think this defense will be feisty enough just to keep it close. So 27-23, I got the Ravens winning this one. But I do think, you know, if you guys are looking at a lot of Vegas odds and stuff like that, I do think it'll be closer than what a lot of the, the sports books are saying right now. Yeah, and I think for the Ravens, this is a game that I'm picking them to win as well. I think the, the big test for them was against the Bengals in week two, I know Joe Burrow's not hundred percent healthy and the offense, the Bengals just been a terrible couple first couple of weeks. Yeah. I think Zach Taylor's like one in nine or one in seven, one of those two since taking over, but going in there without JK Dobbins and Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey, Stanley, Linderbaum, all those guys and coming out with a big divisional win. 
that to me, I think was such a confidence builder for them to say, Hey, you know what? We lost all these starters, but the depth stepped up at every single position for them. I think it will be closer than some people anticipate this one being, but I'm going to say 29, 19, a weird final score, like <laughs> score. Got me, might, maybe. Yeah. might be a score. Got me. Honestly, I'm not <laughs> sure, but I'm going to say 29, 19 Ravens in the fact that I think the Ravens will start strong. It might be, I, I don't know if the, the FanDuel will have it as the Ravens being 10 and a 10 and a half point favorites, but I still think that for what the Ravens have offensively, Lamar just raises everybody's ceiling. He makes he's like the Nikola Jokic almost of uh football where he makes everybody better. And shout out to the Nuggets. I'm a huge Nuggets fan, by the way. <laughs> but um for the Ravens, defensively it's looked really good for him. I think the pass rush still is a little inconsistent, but guys have stepped up in ways I didn't necessarily expect them to. So I'm going to say the Ravens 29 to 19 over the Colts. But Zach, I appreciate you providing the Colts insight here on this crossover, both Locked on Ravens and Locked on Colts. If you want to check out both of our shows, you can be sure to catch them anywhere you get your podcasts. Also on YouTube, both Locked on Ravens and Locked on Colts. So coming up tomorrow, we'll be rounding out the week on our respective shows, continuing to preview this game, getting into any other storylines for both of these teams. So be sure to stay tuned for that. We'll see you both right back here tomorrow on both Locked on Ravens and Locked on Colts.